0: Give him one more hand clap of praise tonight. <clears throat> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to um, uh, make one announcement uh, tonight. Next Sunday, we will be having our quarterly uh, dinner uh, after service. We, uh, once a quarter, we have uh, what we call birthday and anniversary Uh, uh, get-together dinner, and we recognize the anniversaries and the birthdays that's transpired, taking place during that quarter, and that's coming up next Sunday, Uh, and um, there is a uh, menu uh, on uh, on the board back there on the right as you head out tonight, if you haven't signed up to bring something, they've got, they've got an Italian theme, um, for uh, for that uh, uh, next Sunday, um, I um, I told uh, uh, after service this uh, morning, Michelle was looking at it and she couldn't make up her mind what she wanted to bring. I uh, and so I think she put a question mark there. And I said, well, I said just don't bring tacos. She says, What about if I put noodles in them? <laughs> I guess that'll make it Italian, I reckon. I don't know but um uh, there won't be no uh, service next Sunday night. Uh so um, uh we'll be uh be here and with the dinner and everything so there won't be a Sunday uh night service. And um so uh, uh we will be having Wednesday night service 7:30 our Bible study on Wednesday night. Hope that you will come out for that. Well, we're going to get right into the word uh and um uh, not try to hold you too long tonight, but we uh, want to share with you something that um, the Lord put on on my heart this afternoon, um, and uh, just to see what the Lord uh, gives us. Uh, On Sundays, uh, Sunday mornings, we have been, uh, we're doing a series where we're talking about the seven churches in in Revelation, and uh, last week, we talked about uh, the uh, church in Ephesus and uh, that um, uh, if you'll recall Jesus gave this long list uh, thank you of um, uh, good works that Ephesus was, uh, had done but he told him he had one thing against them they had uh, left their first love and uh, from that we preached the message a church that has lost its passion. You see, uh, the first love is the love that's ignited with passion. And uh, uh, that church had lost the passion for Jesus. And for some reason or another, even though we we talked about Smyrna today and we talked about the persecutions and the trials uh, that we go through sometimes, uh, in my spirit I'm still... I've got this thing about uh, uh, the the passion, and uh, we are going to uh, uh, our message tonight is going to kind of be related to that. So you pray for us as we minister. We're going to go uh, to an Old Testament book for our uh, scripture reference tonight. We're going into the book of Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, and we're just going to read one verse, verse ten. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10, this is what he says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. It do not matter what path that you're on in life, it's for one thing for certain, we all going to, unless the Lord returns, we're all going to end up in the grave. That's a fact. But notice what he said. i want to read that one more time. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. That's Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, the tenth verse. And may the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Heavenly Father, we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you for the privilege to be in your service one more time. I'm asking God that you will speak to us from your word tonight encourage the people out are here, you know what is needed tonight, and you speak to us right now, and we thank you, God, for your blessings, in Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. God bless you, and you may be seated, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I want to speak tonight for a few moments on a subject titled, passionately serving God, Passionately serving God. Um, I look around in the church world today, and I think maybe each one of us who has been around for a while, we may see some things that is missing from the, the church services of bygone days. And we all probably could name something. But one of the the greatest things that is missing in the lives of a lot of Christians is their passion in serving God. I don't understand, I don't understand how anybody can be half hearted when it comes to God. Jesus was not half-hearted in his service to us. He went all the way walking up Calvary's Mountain carrying the cross. He stood there at the whooping post as they beat him with all those stripes. They planted a made a crown of thorns, and we got some original thorns up there that we ordered back when we moved in this place and got it on top of that cross back there. They forced that down on his forehead. Jesus, everything he did for you, he gave it his all. And if You do anything for God in God's kingdom, you ought to give God the best you got. Don't you think God deserves our best? If anyone or anything deserves our best, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. I strive constantly to do better, to be better, not to try to elevate myself uh that's that's not the issue that's not what's important whatever i do for god i want to give it my best i want and and we all should have that attitude there should be some passion in what we do for god the creative force and think about this when you think about all the the art i, I love um uh old paintings i i i, I they, uh of of landscapes and buildings and of uh, of any kind I, I, I admire those who can can uh develop great artwork and uh some of them their value goes up to several Hundreds and even millions of dollars, well, the creative force behind great art or drama or music uh, brother Paul was talking to me about the place that they went and uh, uh how they enjoyed the the music there. the creative force behind architecture and uh and writings uh, it's all. The creative force behind all of that is passion. Nothing great is ever accomplished in life without passion. Amen. Nothing. Nothing great, nothing worthwhile, nothing lasting is ever created without passion. Nothing great is ever sustained in life. Without passion. Hallelujah. Passion is what energizes life. Passion makes the impossible possible. Passion gives you a reason to get up in the morning and go. Hallelujah. You say, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something with my life today. That requires passion. Hallelujah. Without passion, life becomes boring. It becomes mountainous. It becomes a routine. Frankly, without passion in your life, your life is dull. Hallelujah. God created you with the emotion to have passion in your life, and he wants you to live a passionate life. Passion is what mobilizes armies into action. Passion is what causes explorers to boldly go where nobody's gone before. Passion is what causes scientists to spend late night hours trying to find that cure for some dreaded disease. That don't happen unless they got passion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It takes passion. It's not like somebody just working for a paycheck once a week but it's people who have passion in what they're doing. Amen. And it it means a little bit more. Hallelujah. I guarantee you, if you choose to drive a school bus and carry kids, hallelujah, you're thinking something about more than money. (laughs) Hello, somebody. Glory to God. Amen. If I... If I can make a difference, if I can plant a seed in just one young life, hallelujah. I told you, I've told the story before about when I first started driving up in Wilson County and I was parked outside Gladeville Elementary School and uh, uh, all the buses in line and they're running and the motors are running and ready to go. And you got you got a a school representative standing out in front of the front front bus, and uh, when uh, that school official steps to the side and and uh, it's kind of like flagging flagging down at the uh, 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 the flag at at a racetrack, and then buses begin to want to roll. And just about that time, I mean, I hadn't been driving very long, and this one little fella comes up and. uh, 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 has a, uh, a backpack and his zipper's messed up on it, and uh, trying uh, want want me to uh, to fix it. And and then I look at looking ahead, and they're motioning me to go. And the, the people behind me is want me to go. And I say, son, just just go back to your seat and sit down. Uh, I've got to go right now. I cannot fool with it. Just uh, uh, just uh, take it home and 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 uh, and have your daddy uh, fix it when you get home. And doing what well, that little, little fella, first grader, looks at me with big brown eyes. But Mr. Sam, my daddy's in heaven. I knew, I knew that God had me driving that school bus for something more than just a paycheck. If I can be some kind of positive force in a child's life, it'd be worth it all, worth it all, and it takes passion for that. It takes passion. Passion is what takes a good athlete and turns him or her into a great athlete where they finally begin to break records. Amen. You've got to have passion in your life. The wisest man who ever lived admonishes us in Ecclesiastes that whatever you put your hand to do in life should be done with all our might because the day is approaching where it all will end in the grave. Now, I, want, I, I believe that a good exegetical interpretation of the meaning of this verse, what he was trying to say, this is my interpretation of that. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might because there is no wisdom, no knowledge, and all of that in the grave. I believe this is what Solomon was meaning, meaning when he said that. No matter what you set your mind to do in life, give it all you got. Be passionate about your purpose so when life is over, you will not have no regrets. Oh, hallelujah. My, 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 my. Now, think about this. If we should be so passionate about everyday dealings in life, how much more should we be passionate about God and the things that's got eternal value? Woo! Yeah. I don't want to be half-hearted about nothing that I do when it comes to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I, back in the day, I don't do as much now because I figure I've done come about to the most level I can do in my mind and with my short fingers, but I can recall where I spent hours and hours practicing music not because I was going to want to cut a record or win an award or nothing like that but I remember I prayed the prayer for God to give me the knowledge to be able to play music and if he would do that I would play it for him and for him only and so I practiced and I worked at it because whatever I do I want it to be the best that I can do for oh, God. When I teach, when I preach, I do whatever is necessary so I can make sure that when I stand behind this test, the anointing of God will rest upon me because I know I cannot do nothing in myself. I don't have the ability, I don't have the wisdom, I don't have that. I do not trust myself. I know myself better than anybody, and I don't feel like I'm half as good as what a lot of people have told me. I do not believe that about myself. But let me tell you what I do trust. I trust the anointing of God, because God's anointed from day one has never let me down has never disappointed me hallelujah and God's anointing has rested on me because I do what it takes to make sure I keep that anointing I don't care what it is you do for God you need to give it your best there's nothing in the church that I hadn't done at one time or another and I'm going to tell you what, if it falls my lot, to scrub a toilet, I'm still not above doing that. I've done it since I've been, we've been right here. I've done it since we've been right here. Hallelujah. But I promise you, if it's scrubbing a toilet, if it's running a vacuum, no matter what it's doing, I would do it better than what I would be doing if I was having to do it at home because to me, how God's house is more important than my house. Passionately serving God. People in the church today have lost their passion. If you don't believe that, look around. There's too many empty cues to let me know that people have losing their passion for God. They think of, oh, come on, somebody. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost now. I remember the commercials years ago about brill cream, and they always had that woman running her fingers through your hair and saying, just a little dab would do you. There's a lot of people got brill cream religion. They think a little dab would do it. we got to get our passion back for serving God. Hallelujah. A couple things, hallelujah, that I want to share with you concerning this. I want to talk about, just briefly, about living out loud, living for God out loud. Living for God out loud. You can be shy, timid, and backward about anything you want to be. But you better never be shy, timid, and backward when it comes to your relationship with God. When you live for God, you need to live your life out loud. You need to live your life to where, hey, you get somebody's attention. Come on. Now, here's it's an amazing thing in our society today. This simply amazes me, really. In America, it's okay. <laughs> and somebody made some comments about, I think it was Brother Travis this morning. Talking about enjoying ball games and stuff, but he don't want to never get more involved in the ball game than he does worshiping God. Uh, but you know, in America today it seems to be okay to be passionate about anything except God. Hallelujah. Because when you're passionate about God. It's not politically correct. To be passionate about God is a no-no. Oh, I can be passionate about the movies. I can be passionate about sports. I can be passionate about uh, politics. I can be passionate about fashions and clothing. I can be passionate about restaurants and by the looks at me and some of us, some of us really are. Right. Hallelujah! Brother Paul said he knew me when I was like this. Sister Darlene says she don't remember me. It's been so long. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. Oh, but there was a day. Amen. Hallelujah. We can be passionate about all these things, but we cannot be passionate about God in this world today. You see, when it comes to getting loud about Jesus, then all of a sudden you become a fanatic. When you're passionate about Jesus, they say you're just a religious nut. Hallelujah. My Lord, I still remember when we was at our church on Merdian Street in East Natural, you could always tell when the Titans were playing in town, because you could hear that crowd and the scream and the roar from the stadium to where we were at. They're so passionate about a team that can't even win him half the time. Pardon me if you're a Titans fan. Forgive me. <laughs> Hallelujah. But some of those same people You've heard jokes told about this. I think there was even a song about it. But it really happened to my daddy one time. When he came from Dover and they settled in the Nashville area and went to a particular denomination church there in Donaldson and I will not I will not call call the names of course Although the people that run it back then, I'm sure, is not around today because if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, part of Donaldson Pike Highway 70, getting past somewhere out there, we, I remember him talking about was dirt road back then. That was a long time ago. But he goes in and sits down. They begin to sing, and my dad was passionate about his relationship with God. He would get happy and he would go shouting and praising the Lord. And uh, he was sitting in that church and and he uh, that passion began to build up within him and Hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. And the ushers come and put their hand on his shoulder and said, uh, "Sir, you need to kind of quieten down." And uh, he said, Well, I can't help it. He says, I says, uh, I found the Lord. He's in my heart. And the guy said, You didn't find him here quite down. <laughs> that's a that's a hard truth right there, ain't it? Hallelujah. My Lord, we can we can uh we can get so loose. <laughs> Amen. We get so loose about everything else, you know. I I, I think a lot about Brother Pastor Searcy, and I can I can hear so many things he used to say. And one uh, one of his phrases I heard him say more than once. He said, "Bless God, some people are loose as a goose." Hallelujah. I don't know how loose a goose is. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But. Um, we can we can get so beside ourselves with everything, but don't do it about God. Don't be don't 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 do it about God. Never speak out or become passionate about your faith. But let me tell you what the Word has to say about that. Mark chapter eight verse thirty eight. Jesus doing the talking here. For whatever is a, for whoever, excuse me. For whoever is ashamed of me, and my words, in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. You know what? I'm going to live my life out loud for God. I'm not going to be ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to hold back because somebody might be around that might get offended. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus has done so much for me that I cannot tell it all. Hallelujah. And I'm going to live my life. I'm going to let somebody know what God means to me. Listen. If the world can flaunt their lifestyle and rub their pervasive uh, and perversive extremes in my face then I shouldn't be ashamed to live my life with Christ out loud. All they're trying to do now is to cram that stuff down your throat. Everybody from, from, from the government to the schoolhouses to everybody trying to rub this stuff Right in your face and cram it down your throat. God is looking for somebody who say I won't be ashamed. I'm going to live my life out loud. I'm going to tell the world how I feel about Jesus. Give him praise. We're going to talk just a little bit about loving God with passion. Then I'm going to close. Loving God with passion. If you recall, the church of Ephesus, Jesus told that church, he said, unless you remember from what you have, uh, if you, unless you have, repent from where you have fallen and do your first works, he said I'm going to come to you and I'm going to remove the candlestick out of his place. We got to love God with passion. There's got to be a, a fire burning down deep in your soul for Jesus. Do you know passion? and passivism is related to the root meaning of the word but it's a big difference a big difference we cannot afford to be passive when it comes to us loving God hallelujah Sister Dolly and I have been married uh, 45 years, and uh, we still tell each other we love one another more than once today, several times a day. Uh, driving to church this evening, as I was, we were headed down uh, Highway 49, going to the turnoff to where we cut off to come over this direction. I just, as I was driving, reached my hand over, and that's all I had to do. No words were said, and she grabbed my hand, and we held hands driving over halfway here. That's, that's great, and it's, it's good to have those emotions still prevalent. But that's what I'm trying to tell you about your relationship with God. You need to be like Dottie Rambo, who was one of the greatest songwriters of our century, with well over 2,000 songs. One of them in particular. There may be some times in your life that you go to God and you talk to Him not because you need something, not because you want something, but you need to come to God sometimes. You need to have a passion about your relationship with God, loving God with passion, that you begin to pray I didn't come here to ask you for anything. I just come to talk with you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I still enjoy talking to the Lord. I love talking to him. I like meditating in his word. I like to sit there in the living room early in the morning while it's still dark and it's very quiet and it's very peaceful and uh, tranquil and everybody else is still asleep in the house, even that long-legged mutt. (sighs) I like to meditate and talk to him and just listen to see if he speaks to me anyway. I have preached and I've declared to this congregation for several years that our chief aim and our chief goal is not to create more religion. The world does not need religion. Religion I am, I am sure of is going to carry more people to hell than anything else. What I'm telling you you need tonight is not religion but a relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to love God with passion. You need to love him with with the same love that he loved you. I like a t-shirt I recently saw somebody wearing, and that t-shirt says that I know I'm not perfect, but Jesus thought I was to die for. And that's true for everybody in this building tonight. Luke chapter 10, the last scripture I'm going to read. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 28. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God Notice this now. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. Jesus told this educated man, what he needed to do. Well, the educated man said it himself when he quoted uh, something that the whole law was built upon. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. I can shorten that and I can paraphrase that and it will sum up the whole thing. Love the Lord thy God and love him with passion. Love him with everything that's within you. If you love him with passion, you won't have trouble going to his house. If you love him with passion, you won't have no trouble, amen, and following his word. If you love him with passion, you won't have no trouble doing whatever he requests of you and desires of you. You won't wait to be called on. You'll be ready to be a volunteer. Can somebody say amen? amen? Passionately serving God. In closing, I hope and pray That the body of Christ can once again retain that passion for the Lord. That fire that burns down deep inside. I told you this morning about people who give everything for the Lord. Who lay down their lives. I'm gonna tell you something. It takes passion to be able to do with that, do that. That young teenage girl at Columbine. We watched a movie about it here on one of our movie nights. I didn't know, I, I thought I knew about everything about that. I didn't know until we watched that movie she had already been wounded. I thought she was standing up, but she had already been shot, hit, wounded. It wasn't a life-threatening wound. The one she was talking to had been shot and had passed on. But when that guy walked up to her with that gun in hand, saying, "Are Are you a Christian? already wounded and bleeding knowing in her mind what was going to be next if she affirmed that but there was a passion inside her that flamed up into a fire and she proudly says yes I and in the next second of time, Ronnie, she was in the presence of the one she was passionately in love with. Better off than all of us here put together tonight. God, don't ever let me lose my passion for you.